Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Welcome to the Sowing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Ann DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. I am Bill Snyder, and as always, I am joined by my friend and co-host, Anne DeSantis, and uh, we're just so, so happy to have you all with us this morning. Uh, welcome, Anne, and thanks for being my co-host, as always. Oh, thank you. It's 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 just wonderful. It I love this podcast. It's a beautiful morning. Uh, very grateful. Happy Easter, everybody. Yes. We're in the Easter season. Yes, can't we are. Get that. <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. So we have every reason to be joyful, all of us, honestly. Yeah, we're we're going through a hard time right now, but it's not going to last forever. No. And uh, and we, we 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 send our prayers to all of you right now, everyone, because it's it is a a, a difficult time for for some, uh, and for a lot of us. So uh, want to empathize for what you're going through, but just to say, you know. Um, we fully believe, I know I fully believe that the Lord is going to pull us through. Um, and when you turn around, you say, oh my gosh, I got through it. I got through a difficult time and you will. So just want to give you that encouragement on this beautiful Tuesday morning. Yeah. Amen. It's, it's nice here in Wisconsin too. So, uh, you know, which is a, which is a surprise for, uh, April. So let's just say that. Um, That's right. But anyway, we yeah. got a great guest with us today, so I'll go ahead and introduce our guest, Anne. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited. It's great to always um, bring in friends, too, and that's what we have today is, is a good friend, um, an awesome woman. Her name is Maggie Riggins. She is the director of campus ministry at DeSales University. That's a place that I'm very well acquainted with because my daughter, Elaine, shout out to Elaine DeSantis, a 2019 graduate of DeSales, uh, graduated with her degree in theology and was very active in the campus ministry program. So welcome, Ma Maggie. Good morning. Good morning, Bill and Ann and everyone listening. It's great to be with you today. Yes. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Like you said, it's the Easter season. It's a time to be joyful. I'm home with my family and able to share this wonderful hour with you two and with everyone listening. So yeah, I'm doing great today. Awesome, awesome. Awesome. We have so much to talk about. And uh, I would love for our listeners to learn more about what you do, because you're doing such amazing work. You know, when, when people send their kids to college, you always wonder, will they keep their faith? And you're a person who helps that to happen mm -hmm. by providing wonderful resources and programs and prayer meetings and uh, arranging things so that uh, students can maintain their faith during four years of college. DeSales to me is, is, is a top-notch university. My daughter looked at 12 different colleges. She was accepted to all of them and she chose DeSales because- That's uh, a great, it, wonderful testament. Honestly, we visited, it was at least 12 um, <laughs> and, and she, she just had her heart set. Her heart was completely set on DeSales University. And on top of that, uh, my husband is a graduate in 2000 with his MBA. And uh, so we're very uh, proud of DeSales University. A big shout out to the university and the president, Father Jim Greenfield. Hello, Father, if he's listening. Uh, we love DeSales. Well, I think there's, there's, there is definitely something very special about the culture of, of DeSales University. 
as a Catholic university, it's also Catholic in the Salesian tradition of St. Francis de Sales. And, and with that down-to-earth, practical, real, optimistic spirituality, it really does, it, wants, it sets itself apart. And so I, the, the campus itself lends itself to have a, having a strong ministry because there is already an abundant spirituality that's, that's felt there, that, that's real there. Um, one of the phrases that people use sometimes is, is that the spirituality of the school is caught, not taught, you know, that you, that you catch glimpses of it as you see everybody opening doors for each other and smiling for, at each other and, and being a really friendly community. But then also the opportunity to dive deeper into understanding and what does it mean to develop a relationship with God and what does it mean to develop ourselves and our character. Um, character development is, is a very uh, strong aspect at the university that not only are you getting information when you're at the college, but you're also getting formed while you're at the sales university. You're absolutely right. I mean, uh, my daughter, I mean, I, I'm just speaking for one person, you know, my daughter, but <laughs> the experience that she had at that school was just um, the experience of a lifetime. So I want to make a shout out to the parents that are listening that if you're not sure about which college, they're located in the northern suburbs outside of the Philadelphia area, close to Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's a beautiful area, very open space. Uh, the, the university itself is very clean. I think yeah, I have to, to definitely mention that. Um, there's no o overcrowding or anything like that. The food is good. <laughs> that's important, you know, that's so important. Uh, you know, you're sending your child four years away to school. You want the food to at least be half decent. And I think it is uh, at the sale. So. And just like <laughs> your daughter, Elaine, well, I also went to DeSales University under for my undergraduate yes. degree in theology and philosophy. And then I went to Villanova for my master's. And then um, you know, after those two years, got hired back at DeSales and it was just, it wasn't like, oh, I always, I just want to go back to my alma mater. But wow, what a, what an amazing gift it has been and blessing in my life that now when I think of my age, over half of my life has been spent at the same place, um, you know, trying to do God's work, trying to bring uh, God's kingdom to that campus. And it has just been awesome. And, and you know, we could talk, we could dive in a little bit about ministry, the, what yeah. it looks like, um, but how we're trying to minister to our students that are scattered throughout the country. And, you know, we're not on campus anymore as a community. How do we, how do we keep that virtual community going? Um, but it's, it's very important to keep our faith and, and keep the community together uh, during these times. Yeah, please absolutely. tell us. I'd love to hear it. I'm sure you would too, Bill. Right? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's such a big topic. Uh, you know, especially for young people right now living in this uh, culture. How do you how do you keep uh, the faith? Uh, and you know, how do you how do you engage people in the faith? So yeah, definitely talk about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, what was interesting when the sales. Um, and it said that we were going to go to all online learning and to have the students not come back to campus. We were already on spring break. So people were already home. And so when the order went out, um, it, people didn't have the opportunity. I mean, we were able to come back to campus and, and get everything, but it was um, just different in, in that sense of people were already scattered. So there wasn't like that moment where people could really say goodbye to people and be able to see each other. And I think there's that one, there's that big sense of loss that I think our students are experiencing right now. They're adapting, they're doing well, but I would say there's that sense of loss in not being able to do those big things that, you know, our seniors wanted to celebrate what really all of our students were looking forward to. Um, so I think that's one thing that really we have to recognize that in one sense, there's a, there's a sense of mourning that's happening with our students or, and really for, for anybody that any, anything plans. Um, but, you know, for our, our young people that were so excited for those, not only the big things, but also those little everyday things of just seeing their friends every day, um, there, there's that sense of loss that they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. I want to send our prayers to all college students and high school students and just kids out there in general right now who are home all the time. 
you know, um, have that empathy for what they're going through and not being able to finish out the school year. Um, you know what? We're going to come out stronger with this. I, I have no doubt in my mind because this is teaching us something uh, that we, a lot of us have never experienced something like this before where we have been taken away a lot of the control that we have in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. But you know what? At the end of the day, in the end of our lives, we're learning that, you know, God is in control, right? I mean, just like when our parents went through, or grandparents, I should say, went through the depression, some of them, uh, way back when in the 1930s, they came out of that stronger. They became the greatest generation. You know, things like that come from from crisis, right? Yes. It helps us all to become stronger human beings. So I just want to say that to everybody that's listening. You know what? Yeah, you, we're all going through a rough time, but we're going to get through this. And we yeah. want to empathize with you with what you're going through, not, not being able to finish out school years. But you know, you are going to be incredibly strong after all of this. Yeah, absolutely. In the but, Lord. Yeah. In the Lord. Yeah. You know, but Maggie, you know, you mentioned that 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 loss, right? And I think that that's not something that's really important. You know, yeah, there's a um, there, there's the hope that we will get through this, but but in the midst of the storm, um, and you know, you, there's these you know seniors that maybe aren't, um, uh, you know, uh, being able to celebrate their graduation. Uh, there's there's other losses that are that are you know being encountered during this time. How do you, um, during this time of loss, uh, minister to those to those kids? I mean, obviously, you know, they they might be in their classes together over a Zoom call or something like that. But, but, you know, uh, how, how do you how do you minister to people uh, during this time? I mean, that's that's one of the most difficult challenges I I've ever encountered or ever seen. Um, you know, and, and you're, you know, in, in an active ministry where, where it's uh, relational, where it's, you know, in person. So how has that changed your ministry? And, you know, what are some of the creative strategies you're using to co help those students cope through the loss during this difficult time? Absolutely. I think, Bill, the two words that come to mind with what ministry looks like now is, of course, love. You know, how can we show and offer love to the, the students continually. And the second word is accessibility. Um, it, it, is it easy? Is it easy to um, be to re, be receiving ministry that it's not stressful? I mean, our, our students, I think, you know, and I, they're, they're adapting very well. I think, Anne, when you were saying about being stronger through this, we're learning to be more adaptable uh, and, and knowing we can't predict our situations all the time. And I think that's, you know, we have, we, we're, you know, sometimes God puts us on our toes and we have to figure new things out and we have to start thinking about things in new ways and understand God in a new way. Um, but the way that we're been, we've been trying to minister to people, and I, I do want to mention that at campus, in campus ministry at DeSales, I have, um, I work with some great professionals and Father Dan Lannon is our, also in ministry as a university chaplain and Elizabeth Ruth is our graduate um, assistant in campus ministry. So with the three of us, we've been also working with a number of our student leaders. We have two interns, Bethany and Faith, and and with us trying to work together to give a, a, a loving and accessible ministries is re has really been our goal. So we've been providing opportunities for prayer. You know, that's, that's really important of how can we be intentional about having giving people opportunities to pray. So there's a, a daily rosary in the morning, pro-life rosary every Monday mm. evening. There's liturgy of the hours every day at three. So if people know that they can just plug in and, and kind of schedule that into their day. And even if, if they're looking, if they have to have that, that scheduled moment of prayer, that those are available. Nice. And then we're trying to keep a number of our uh, small groups, our peer-to-peer -peer ministry happening as well. So we have our women's group that meets every week, and that's student-run by Ellie. And, and, it, and it's really great for having people be, being able to come together and to see each other via Zoom. I know people are getting Zoomed out, but this is what we have. And, you know, to be able to see each other's faces and to talk to one another and to share God's word or yeah. check in on each other has really been helpful for our students to have those moments of connection. 
Yeah, there, there, you know, there's some really great uh, strategies. Uh, and yeah, I think we all are, you know, I think we've heard the word Zoom uh, one too many times. Right? <laughs> but, but uh, you know, it's, it's true. You know, but it's definitely working. And it's definitely keeping people connected. I know that, um, you know, during these times, I have spent more time, you know, on, on video chats than I've ever spent in my entire life. And there's something to be said for uh, how how neat it is even this morning you know you, you know there's there's this instant feeling of connection like we're you know sitting around a coffee table or we're sitting around uh, you know a uh, a place being able to have that because we can't you know i mean you know you walk into a store right now and there literally is you know no like you know like like, like even the quick trip out here like it's like our wawa okay i know uh, uh but but the but they used to have seats where you could maybe like you know eat your sandwich or whatever all of them are picked up and gone. Like, like even the convenience stores have no place to rest or sit down or, you know, wait. Um, you know, if you want to eat in your car, I guess that's okay. But, you know, you can't, you, you know, so, so yeah, there's no, like, uh, human interaction. Like, being able to sit down and just enjoy other people's, you know, company and, and relax even for, you know, 20 minutes at a, at a coffee shop. So... So yeah, having this, you know, technology, and I, I really like those, you know, uh, that you're continuing that peer-to-peer ministry because uh, we need that connection so badly. You know, these, uh, especially young people, you know, they're they're already, you know, uh, you know, there many so many studies come out about you know how they divide themselves with uh, with technology, and that and I think they're beginning to realize. I think a lot of the uh, you know millennials, Generation Z, whatever you want to call them, uh, are, are now beginning to realize that man human connection is necessary you know, <laughs> you know i just can't text no, message no. throughout my entire life yeah you know no it's true Absolutely. it is and maggie i have to just back up a little bit what you were saying about all the opportunity for prayer and what god just put in my mind i think was to say there's some people who never would think to plug into say the liturgy of the hours or a rosary like that these are developing good habits honestly so what a great fruit is too. that? Yeah. Isn't that? And plus, Think about it. Yeah, My goodness. Who the heck? Plus plus the quarantine starting during that. Lent. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was that time to make one of those um, yeah, spiritual habits, you know, of what's our new routine and, and, and where are we going to? I know for me, my prayer life changed. Big time. Um, I used to pray driving to work. Well, I'm not going to work, you know, working from home. So, so the prayer hasn't really changed, but the the environment mm-hmm. has changed. Of yes. well, where else can I find that's quiet and I'm alone and you know I'm in a house with four other people and where can I find those opportunities? So, in one sense, it had to be more in, intentional, you know, have those moments of of prayer because. I, I, I'm not a good work from home person. I, 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 I'm, I'm like my mother. I, I see the dishes and I want to unload a dishwasher. Yeah, and I yeah. see the, you know, a Tupperware lid that's not matched up. So then I'm going to match them all. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wait, I have to, I'm going to have, I have a meeting soon, you know? So I get a little distracted with my, I get into mom mode. Um, but yeah, we, we, you know, we have to create those new habits for ourselves of knowing when, when is the best time for me to pray. And so if we're able to create that little bit of structure, in in a home life for for a student that's separated from the community then then i'm glad we're able to do that yeah it's really good i think some very good fruits are going to come from all of this that to help us to be grateful right that's a big thing but one of the biggest things i think it's going to teach us and it is teaching us is compassion right i mean isn't that important that you know we're all human beings with the same kind of needs and there's some people right now that are losing their jobs. They're not enough food on the table. Uh, you know, they're in, maybe they're in a house where the relationships aren't so great, and now they're forced to be in the house together. That's tough. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So I mean, de- it helps us to be compassionate. Absolutely. And if I if I may, and with, when when you said about grateful and compassion, it reminded me of the prayer that our university president, Father Jim Greenfield, wrote about these this uncertain time. And if, if I can, I would love to, I'd love to pray that right now. Yeah, let's do it. Um, it's called A Prayer for Our Uncertain Times. May we who are merely inconvenienced remember those whose lives are at stake. May we who have no risk factors remember those most vulnerable. May we who have the luxury of working from home 
Remember those who must choose between preserving their health and making the rent. May we who have flexibility to care for our children when their schools close, remember those who have no options. May we who have to cancel our trips, remember those who have no safe place to go. May we who are losing our margin money in the tumult of the economic market, remember those who have no margin at all. May we who settle in for a quarantine at home, remember those who have no home. As fear grips our country, let us choose love. And during this time when we may not be able to physically wrap our arms around each other, let us yet find ways to be the loving embrace of God to our neighbors. Amen. Oh, Amen. I absolutely. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Father Jim. That was beautiful, true, and um, it just it speaks right to my heart. I, if it's okay, I'd like to just make a, a little announcement here, too, to people listening about an event, an online event on the topic of compassion that's coming up this Saturday, uh, April 25th, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, it's only an hour and 15-minute event, but basically it will feature seven uh, speakers online, uh, myself and six others, on the topic of compassion, perseverance, prayer, and faith during this time of crisis. So uh, just inviting people to please uh, go to, uh, now, Bill, you were saying it won't be on Fiat No, Ministry no, oh, no, it will be. It will be. It just will be on yes. Facebook, their Facebook. Yep. And it'll be yeah. on, and it'll be on uh, Patchwork Heart 2 right here on this YouTube channel you're listening to. You'll be able to uh, stream it live on this YouTube channel too. Yeah. So YouTube Patchwork Heart Ministry. It'll also be on my own uh, YouTube channel at Ann DeSantis. A-N-N-E, DeSantis, D-E-S-A-N-T-I-S. Um, and also, as he said, as Bill just said, Facebook at Fiat Ministry Network. So just check it out because it's uh, we're going to have some great speakers on uh, what we're all going through in light of uh, compassion. Yes. And uh, Maggie, that prayer was absolutely beautiful. I'm wondering if you have the text of that, can we share it as a link? Or is, there, is there a link on the website or something? We can share that too in the in the in the uh, recorded version of this podcast? Sure, I'll be able to, well, I can get that to you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, but I, and I, I, I know that it was sent out in an email okay. to the university community. Oh, cool. And we'll, we'll um, make it work. We'll, I'll, I'll we'll see if it it's on our website. I, I, I pulled it from the email as soon as it came out because I, I wanted to print it out, have it here. It's been a prayer every day. Yeah. And I'll absolutely share that with the listeners so that we can, everybody could have like the text copy of that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We'll just put it right in the show notes um, so that all you have to do is whether you're on your cell phone or whether you're on your computer, you just hey, I look at the links that are below the podcast um, and you'll be able to take a look and just click on it and you'll be able to read along or pray along because uh, that, that's a that that that, you know, that prayer is so deep and it's so beautiful that, uh, you know, I definitely want to make sure I'm, I, I'm so glad you shared it with us this morning because uh, I think there are so many people out there um, who can who can use that reminder um, that that there are so many uh, people who are who are worse off than than who you know our our current state you know um, uh, so so yeah thank you so much for for uh, praying that with us today because uh, you know I want to echo the, the the spirit of that prayer and encourage people to pray it every day uh, you know find the prayer on the show notes and then uh, grab them and and pray it every day put it by your bedside or uh, save it on your phone because uh, that's a beautiful mm -hmm. prayer. It really is. I want to thank uh, Father Jim Greenfield, the president of DeSales University, to, who wrote that prayer. And um, I love it. I love it, too. And I want to pray that every day. So well, it's been it's been my prayer every day, because again, with those habits. And so when we were on the podcast and it's the morning. I'm like, well, this is the prayer I pray every day. So I saved it for, for all of us. But I think what the prayer does is it it, it reminds me of of all of all of the people that are being experienced by this and if i fall in one end of that prayer or the other end that this is this is the storm that bill you said you know you referenced this um this time as the storm and um yesterday on my you know when you're flipping through the facebook feed and you know all that kind of stuff and one of my friends amber and I, a couple others had um you know we're all not in the same boat but we're, we're in the same storm, you know, so some people's boats are small and waves are crashing or some, some of us might be on a cruise ship and we're not even noticing the storm, you know, but we're, we're all going through it, but it's, it's going to look a lot different with, um, 
with what kind of boat we're in. And that's that's what that prayer reminds me of, that everybody's boat is different, but we're, we're sailing through the same storm. Yes. Yeah. I I saw that on Facebook too. And, you know, that's a, that, that's a really good reference to bring up, Maggie, because uh, everybody's situations are not equal. And, um, and it's something that we have to, you know, recognize and, and be attentive to. So, um, I, so I'm really uh, glad that there's resources out there, folks, for you to be able to turn to prayer resources during this time to, to help keep your mind um, on, on God. I know that, you know, I've definitely feel that I've grown closer in my faith during this, during this coronavirus. I mean, there are so many things that are not um, you know, uh, going on, you know, we don't have masses, you know, in person, we don't have, um, you know, confessions in person, we don't have our, our faith, uh, lived normally, but it, but it just goes to show you, I think in, in all of this, that you can get closer to God. God is moving people closer because remember, uh, you know, we're bound by the sacraments. We're bound to be, you know, obligated to them. But God is not, you know. Mm. So, so when you when you start yes. looking at that, um, you know, in the simple, in the in the moments of um, our our isolation, you know, maybe from from one another, um, to re- to recognize though that we're not alone. And so, um, I think prayer has a large piece to do with that. Praying daily, uh, bringing bringing your needs before the Lord, but also bringing your gratitude before the Lord. Uh, and and thanking him uh, and and invoking uh, intercession for those who do not have uh, that's the reason why I like that prayer so much Maggie but um, wow what a um, what an awesome podcast this morning um, mm-hmm. and and so yeah and Maggie I want I want to know more about um, what what uh, you know your maybe even a little about your journey of faith and you know how, but what's going on uh, spiritually for you and you know during these times if you're if you're comfortable sharing that with us uh, where where is your hope lying in uh, in in all of this and and whatnot as well? Sure. Well, like I said, the um, everything really started around like that March 11th, March 12th, and that was uh, the day after my family landed in Hilton Head, South Carolina, for a vacation. So once oh. the whole oh coronavirus and you know um, th- th- that's when uh, St. Patrick's Day parades were being mm. canceled, and like there was nothing, you know, but it was all right at that beginning, and you know, so we're in a different state, and before. You know, leaving for vacation, I, I told the family, eat everything in the house. I'm cleaning out the fridge, the freezer. So we came home to like nothing in the house. And I'm like, oh, no, you know, I got to run out and get groceries. So, oh. so in one sense, I, I started the quarantine on vacation. So for the longest time, it really just felt like an extended vacation. The students were already gone on spring break. It was a time to relax. Um, so it didn't hit me right away because it was just like well I'm, I'm i'm just on vacation a little bit longer and then then i just then i and then i started experiencing that sense of loss oh well, i can't oh the students aren't coming back or i i'm, I'm not going to be able to go to to my office or oh my gosh i'm not going to be in my car to pray or to call my mom you know on a regular basis and so it took me a little a bit longer i think to adjust to the reality of what a quarantine is and what a stay at home and work from home reality is. And so my, the spiritual piece of that didn't really kick in probably. It took, a, it took a little bit cause I was still in my, you know, vacation mode and it was just a little bit different for me. But I think, you know, my spirituality has always been one of, of hopefulness, of optimism, of positivity. And so that really hasn't, changed much it's just that you know the the reality that god has placed before us that the world has placed before us the way that we're living our lives is different but my spirituality really has not changed so i think the the scripture quote that has kind of kept in, in the forefront of my mind throughout this time is really that short one from romans twelve twelve to be joyful in hope patient in affliction and faithful in prayer and so in addition to the Father Jim Greenfield prayer about our uncertain times, I've been keeping that scripture daily in my mind. How have I maintained my day today by being joyful in my hope? How am I being patient in this affliction, if you want to call it that, the inconvenience? And how am I be- being faithful in my prayer? And so that 
for me that I think I, I, I just have more of those pinpointed um, moments or, or um, what, what's keeping me grounded, you know, and I, and I love the idea uh, and the image of the anchor for hope, you know, is what's wow. keeping me anchored through this time. And I would say it's that idea of gratitude and compassion and also Romans 12, 12, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. So if anybody's looking for advice out there about how we should be or what spirituality could look like, I would really start there. Mm-hmm. Are, are you joyful, patient, and faithful? Yeah, great, great uh, points. Joy, joyful, you know, patient and grateful. Wow. What a, what a good, uh, you know, thing uh, to remember. And, you know, I, I there, there's, there's still some anxiety for people out there, right? Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I know I feel it. I know that there are, there's just, just this, you know, tension. And so, um, being able to overcome that tension with, with, um, reflecting on those things daily is, is, is a beautiful thing, you know, just to, oh, you know what? I did have a joyful moment. I did have a, uh, uplifting moment. I did get to talk to my mom today. I did get to, um, you know, have a really good zoom meeting with, um, you know, people today, uh, you know, I, I am making a difference by, by, uh, you know, doing these things in the world and helping others. Uh, you know, I was patient when, um, you know, there were little kids spitting at the Walmart as I was trying to, uh, you know, get my groceries, you know, you know, there, there, these are little moments. I think that we can, you know, when reality hits, we can just focus, we can focus on, you know, we can focus on, these things by by slowing down, taking the time, and being intentional. A lot of it has to do with being intentional, uh, mm. as well. You know, uh, there's an intentionality that we have to place in our lives. Um, you know, we can easily get distracted during these times. It's very very easy, you know, for for us to you know start start watching you know something in the middle of the day or or go back and at least for me it is you know it's like okay well i'm, I'm on my computer working oh let me go over and see what funny videos on you know youtube while i'm uploading this it's easy <laughs> to get distracted you know it yes. totally is yeah and maggie i love the the quote so romans twelve twelve again for anybody who's just tuning in i know sometimes people come in and out so you got to look up romans twelve twelve. And uh, it's it's so encouraging for us every day. You know, we're all on a life journey, no matter how old you are, there's gonna be ups and downs. I mean, I look back and it was right around this time for me, uh, not to go into a long story, but um, where God challenged me uh, and I was brought to a point of sort of uh, having to stay home for several months when I was diagnosed with a heart condition after I had my second daughter um, which I'm now cured from, thank God, thank God. Uh, but it did bring me to a place similar to this, that I was home all the time and, you know, getting better after having uh, being diagnosed with a heart condition. Uh, and, you know, you realize how strong you can be when everything's sort of taken away in some ways. And that's how you come out of things like this. You come out realizing that it was God that got you through. So if you're going through something right now, just a shout out to anybody listening who is going through real difficult times. Uh, first of all, to say, guess what? God cares. We care. We're sending our prayers to you. Uh, I invite you to connect with Sewing Hope podcast. Uh, our email address is sewinghope at patchworkheart.org. So you can email us for your intentions. You can connect with us on social media. On Facebook, it's Sewing Hope podcast uh that's spelled s-e-w-i-n-g and we're also on youtube at patchwork heart ministry so just to make that uh call out to you to connect with us now i wanted to if we could bill and maggie go into a little bit of detail about a great project that the three of us and a lot of other people are trying to come together uh, Bill, I thought you could start out by telling us about the the book that you've started to write and <laughs> what direction we may go in with this. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, the the Holy Spirit uh, put on my heart um, many years ago. Uh, this is, I think, at least five, maybe even seven years ago, uh, where He asked me to write a write a intro to a book based on the. Um, story of 
the road to Emmaus. And uh, when I examined that story closely and in, in depth, I see uh, Jesus appear as two people are questioning. Um, and uh, they're, 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 they're kind of going, um, what has just happened with the death of Jesus? Um, he, we thought this guy was going to be the Messiah, the one to redeem Israel. Uh, to use their words. And um, unfortunately, uh, they were only able to see, they weren't able to see the Lord. And so they were really questioning, man, we really thought this. And they were walking toward Emmaus and they were asking all these questions in their heart and to one another. Um, all of a sudden, Jesus appears to them and begins to uh, answer their questions. He begins to explain the faith beginning with the very beginning, you know, of 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 the of the Torah, the law of, of God, and explaining how he, you know, fits all into it, and um, they're so intrigued, they invite this guy in for a meal, and he reveals himself as 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 Jesus, and uh, I I think that is oftentimes uh, how we how we have to explore our faith. We have a lot of questions, and as our questions get answered, Christ appears to us, and he becomes real. Um, and so I, I knew uh, that the Holy Spirit had put this project on my heart in this way uh, for, for to answer the questions of young people. And uh, originally I was a high school youth minister. Uh, I spent many years uh, in high school youth ministry, uh, many blessed years. And um, so I thought this book was meant for high schoolers. Um, and uh, as as I continued praying and, and, and my spirituality developed, uh, over over the years, I got into Catholic radio and whatnot, and and I began uh, this this podcast, uh, Young Catholics Respond for for young people. I I really um, felt the calling was not so much for high schoolers anymore; it was for college students. And I had no idea um, how that was going to happen. Um, and it, there were some different people working on the project. I I had run it by some different people, and it, there was some interest, and then there was not. And so I was like, ah, is this ever going to happen? And quarantine hits. I I sent the, um, the 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 intro to Anne. I sent it to you, Anne. <laughs> and um, that's right. And uh, and I said, hey, just take it, uh, a leap of faith here. And um, it ends up that you know uh, you say I know somebody, and it's Maggie, and let's get this thing going. And so um, that's really where we are. I mean, it's it, this beginning stages of uh, being able to have some unique conversations with some pretty incredible college students from uh, a couple different universities um, across the country. And um, we're going to gather some questions. We're going to answer some questions. We're going to have a, a neat conversation with them um, to kind of an, an in-depth one over several weeks um, to be able to formulate some really targeted and, and um, meaningful responses, I would say, uh, to some of the deepest questions that they might have. And you know, it's not going to be a long, a long book. It's going to be a, a, a short, uh, a short book, you know, that can, you know, give them uh, some understanding uh, and, and really help uh, some college campuses uh, and, and college students across the country um, just get to know Jesus better um, through, through answering the burning questions on their hearts. So I'm really excited to work with both of you on this. It's going to be a phenomenal project. And I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to and blessed to have uh, have the opportunity uh, to let the Holy Spirit take this in the direction. It's not my project. It's uh, it's His project. It's our project. And uh, I'm really excited about about where this can go. I'm excited too. Thank you both. It, it's, it's really amazing how God works. And we had a meeting recently, uh, a shout out to some of Maggie's uh, friends and some young people that came on a call with us where we we're talking about all of this. We were talking about what are those faith questions that you have as a college student? You know, the most important thing for a person like, I would say like Maggie or other uh, campus ministers across, across the country is bringing faith, helping to uh, students to maintain their faith through college. That, I mean, that's a really amazing feat because a lot of people, unfortunately, they lose their faith during college, you know, doing kind of a, things that maybe experiencing things they've never, they never have before and not thinking about God or what's really important in life. Uh, you know, meaning, you know, keeping that faith and, and, uh, relationship with God. 
So um, Maggie, I want to thank you greatly from Bill and I uh, for pulling that together and to your friends that joined us on the call this past week. Uh, wonderful college students through, uh, throughout the United States. Um, so Maggie, maybe you could also share with us, uh, you know, what, what you think these college students that are working with us, what they can gain from this project. Well, first, I think it's, I'm, I'm really grateful that the Holy Spirit inspired Bill to do something like this. I love mm -hmm. the way the Holy Spirit works. Um, and not only are the three of us on this podcast together, but we're going to be working on this project together, which is really exciting. And I, and I'm, I'm, the piece that I'm really ex most excited about is how Bill started with the idea of high schoolers and then goes, no, college students. And there is such a big transition of faith from going from a high school to a college. And, um, you know, I've read um, James Fowler's Stages of Faith, you know, the longitudinal study of how faith changes through the courses of uh, people's lives. And for the most part, when students are in high school, they're in a group faith, you know, that, that their faith is associated with their, the family union as the group as they go to church, or if they're at a Catholic school, the whole school goes to mass together, you know, that it's influenced by the group. And we need that because we need our foundation of the faith within the community, right, and to have a certain group. Um, but when you move to college, and particularly if you live on campus when you go to college, you know, you're on your own. You're, you know, you're, it's not the school ringing a bell at, you know, 10 o'clock on a Wednesday for you to have mass and everybody shuffles into the gym, or it's not your mom or dad waking you up in the morning to take you to Sunday mass. It's, it's that transition from a group faith to a personal faith of saying, do I want to say yes to this? Do, do I want to celebrate the sacraments? Do I want to continue my prayer? And to have our college students now across the country being able to bring the, their the the heart questions hard and heart questions to this yeah. project i think is really going to help young catholics everywhere um to dive a little bit deeper and to recognize jesus that's walking with them at and at this time where they do have a lot of questions about their faith so i think that's i think you know having very honest questions uh, from the college students that are involved in this project is, is going to help a lot of people, not only the young people that are having these questions, but also people like me that, that minister to this age group, that this could be a really wonderful resource for all campus ministers across the country to say, these are the questions that the students you're ministering to have. So to be familiar with what issues that they are is going to immensely impact the intentionality of, of ministry throughout the country. That's really what I'm hoping. And maybe that's a big, big wish. Um, but ultimately, too, to be able to have that personal faith of being able to say, this makes sense, or I could say yes to this. Mm -hmm. I want to say yes to this, because now I see Jesus in the breaking of the bread. So I love that idea of the road to Emmaus, that, that image of asking the questions and figuring it out, that hopefully this little booklet could be, in one sense, that symbol of the breaking of that bread open and bringing the truth of Jesus to the people who read it. Amen. Yeah, I yeah, I am so honored to be working with you and all the students. Uh, it's going to be a uh, phenomenal, fun um, time too. I, you know, I mean, the the initial Zoom call we had Friday with the students was a ton of fun, and uh, just to get to you know see their personalities and get to know them a little bit, um, it was a it was a it was a blessing, and I know that. Um, that this is going to be, uh, I know it's going to touch hearts. I just know that. And I know that the, the Holy Spirit is, you know, he's moving so powerfully uh, during this time. And so um, it's, it's an honor to get to work with, with you, Maggie, and, your, and, and these amazing students that um, are going to be uh, with us and, um, and, and, and really encourage you uh, to, to all, um, you know, you know, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, uh, I really encourage you to pray for the project. Um, and if you have questions about it or, or you would like, I, I you know, I, I don't want to say be a part of it, uh, just because there's, there's so many moving parts when you're writing a book. Um, but, but I just ask you to pray for it. And I ask you, you know, if you'd like more information about it, um, we, we will hopefully be able to release some updates, um, throughout the process. I, I know, um, that on, uh, the, the Patrick Hart Patreon site, um, we, I, I I had a goal of getting to 
uh, $100 and we finally made it to $100 a month. And I, and I promised, and it's so funny, I promised that I would release um, details about this book when I got to $100. Well, I had no details to share until this last week, and we hit $100 um, on the Patreon site. So I, so, I released right. the, so I released the working title of the book um, on, on Patreon. So we're hopefully going to be able to continue to release some updates as we, as we go, uh, throughout the process and, and let, and, and let patrons know, um, you know, so if you'd like the exclusive updates about the book, uh, head over to our Patreon site, which is simply patreon.com. Uh, and then it's uh, patchwork heart ministry. So patreon.com slash patchwork heart ministry. Uh, and you can, uh, subscribe. I think it's like $5 a month. Uh, and you'll be able to get the exclusive updates. Um, about the book, uh, we might even be able to release uh, as we go some some snippets of uh, of the text um, and whatnot as we as we refine things and, and get things finished. But um, we're 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 so very excited about the project. Uh, I I know I am, and uh, I think it's going to be a, a great blessing. Um, you know, I I I, I want to talk to you a little bit about you know uh, college students and their reading habits because I because because I think you know many students. Um, have the need for this book, but I'm hoping that many students will read the book because I know that um, in this digital world um, of yeah. Snapchat, you know, students aren't, uh, you know, reading as much. So, you know, is, are, are there enough students reading these, reading these types of book Maggie's to, to benefit from them out there? Well, I do know, you know, outside of my office, I do have, you know, a stack or a, I'm sorry, like a, display case of different resources and 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 i'll tell you what when i put books out they're gone and so mm -hmm. i don't know if they're reading them or or even when i would get um free religious materials from in the mail or other people on campus bring me things you know that maybe they get in the mail i put them outside of my office i put free on it and they're gone by the end of the day mm. so i don't know if necessarily wow. They're they're reading everything, but they're they're looking for people are looking for resources, mm -hmm. and and they fly off the shelves. So maybe it's something that they grab, they tuck in their book bag, and then maybe at, you know at the end of the semester <laughs> they take everything on. They're like, oh, I have this. But I think if we're able to put it not only in print, but in an audio or um, you know online somewhere where it could it could be you know a resource using multiple media sources I think would be great but I'll tell you what things fly off my shelf <laughs> wow that's good to hear I do if I could I can make a quick uh, shout out to the foundation that I represent which is the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation for Freedom Family and Faith uh, you can learn about us at nonatus.org n-o-n-n-a-t-u-s.org because what you both are talking about is right up the alley of plans that our foundation has to expand digitally. And I'm gonna invite Bill and you, Maggie, for this book, for us to think about uh, doing that because although, yes, uh, printed material is important. It, I mean, all the statistics say that, yes, young people are looking more at their phones and the digital world. And that's what the, the foundation I work for, what we wanna do is expand that out. And maybe we can even help in that way for some digital pro digital projects that we have to make greater outreach in the Catholic world. So, you know, just an invitation out there for people to check us out too, especially young people, because I have a survey yeah. that's gonna be coming out for young people uh, to find out exactly what your faith interests are. And we're gonna integrate that with the project that Bill and I and Maggie are doing too somehow. Wonderful. All of it, all of it. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's so many different needs. I think the other thing that about this whole coronavirus thing that is it's slowing us down to see some of the need. Um, you know, we we often are so busy that that we can't see the need um, because we're 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 so focused on you know getting from point A to point B sometimes that we don't realize that there's a you know hundred million steps in between point A and point B, and. So I really, I really think uh, being able to slow down and take a look at some of the need that we have, um, you know, in our society and in our, um, in our, in our church, um, and say, you know what, we can address this. We have the the skills. The Holy Spirit has given us the inspiration to address, you know, certain holes that we see in 
in the the ministerial efforts. So you know, there's there's many different ways, um, you know, that that we can address this. Um, and I want to um, ask you to think about your resources, right? So if if you are stuck at home and you're finding that you have time on your hands and you have a certain skill set, share that skill with the church. If you have, uh, if you're stuck at home, I mean, just a quick example. My pastor texted me um, this past week and he said, you know, I know you're doing all these live streams and stuff. I'd like to beef up the live streaming at my mass. Um, so can you come and help me for Sunday stream the mass? Absolutely, Father, no problem. You know, think about how you can uh, give your talents into the church at this time because we're at, we're 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 seeing great need, and so um, you know you you might even be blessed financially, where a lot of people are not blessed financially right now, and and, and you might be able to support some ministries, you might be able to support some uh, you know uh, students, uh, you might be able to support even even a project like this, you know, with the, with the book to be able to um, you know fund publishing or fund uh, you know some of the some of the research efforts that that Anne is doing. Uh, you know, there are so many different needs that, and we're able to now see a little bit clearer because we're not worried about, you know, the hundred million steps from point A to point B, um, you know, getting our kids, running them from, you know, soccer practice to the football practice to baseball. Uh, we have to, you know, catch a, you know, game here. We have to, you know, go to a family picnic there. There, there is so much more time that we have. And so what, what are we doing with that time? And I just challenge you all. Uh, to just think about uh, using your gifts, your talents, your resources. Uh, you know, they, we, we hear those uh, three things all the time, time, talent, and treasure. Um, yeah. and, and, and how do we use that? But, um, but, even, but even the college students that are, that are home, they're using their time and their talent and their, and their willingness to be able to uh, help us with this project, because you know, obviously, we can't answer college students' questions without college students. So, yeah. uh, so, 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 yeah. Maggie, it's just a wonderful and a beautiful blessing to to be a part of this project with you, and uh, and and I couldn't be more excited uh, to have some to have some great people. Yeah, it's amazing, Maggie. Thank you so much. Honestly, it's just such a blessing to have you here on the Sewing Hope podcast. I hope you can come back again. Um, would be amazing. Bill, you know, I know we're kind of running out of time in about five minutes or so. You and I had a conversation yesterday. You were talking about needs. And we can't leave this show, I don't think, because Bill, you yourself right now have a need. And I wondered if you could share it. You know, God's speaking to me. God's speaking to me. And I feel that he it wants you to tell people what that need is, Bill. All right. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> folks, the computer that is running this show right now has crashed twice in the last uh, three days. Uh, completely blue screened out on me. Um, and right now it's working fine. And uh, I've got my little uh, prayer card to uh, Fulton Sheen. Uh, that is that is uh, I, that I'm praying uh, for the miracle to keep it running uh, on on this, but uh, folks, there is a, a fundraiser up on our Facebook site, uh, and it's an urgent fundraiser for uh, a new production computer, and it's a production computer that is a work computer, folks. Uh, so this is not something that Bill checks his personal Facebook pages on, or he's uh, you know doing uh, you know his you know his latest uh, Candy Crush game or something uh, with his wife. You know these these things are not what this computer is doing. Uh, it is. Uh, it is live streaming uh, podcasts. It is uh, working on uh, radio stations, uh, radio shows constantly. Um, and it has uh, obviously upgraded equipment to be able to handle video and audio uh, streaming. Uh, so if the Holy Spirit is moving you at all, uh, it doesn't matter whether it's a dollar or whatever uh, to ge be generous with the fundraiser. Um, it is over at Facebook. All you got to do is head over to my Facebook page. Uh, I think it's also on the Sewing Hope Facebook page. Uh, so you can head over there, um, you know, and there's no amount too small uh, to help us uh, just make sure that we are able to continue to bring you uh, Sewing Hope each week because if this computer goes, folks, um, <laughs> so does the show. Oh, no. So. Lord, hear our prayer. <laughs> Lord, hear our prayer. Yeah. Um, um, Maggie, could you leave us, because we're, we're coming near the end. I wondered if you could give some shout outs or some words of advice 
to maybe a young person who is home, who uh, wants to become closer to God during this time, um, what, what kind of small bits of advice might you give to that person who's listening, who says, you know, I don't feel God in my life. I want to have a better prayer life. I want to have a relationship with God, but I have no idea how to get there. Well, the first thing that, that popped into my mind, Anne, when you asked that, is one of Francis de Sales's quotes, to be patient in all things, but most especially with yourself, right? Because sometimes when, we, when we're thinking that we want to have a deeper relationship with God and how do we get there, we almost beat ourselves up because, you know, because we're not where we want to be. So I want to remind everyone out there, you know, to, to be patient with yourself in this process that start with little things, you know, um, that, that ho the whole idea of gratitude and compassion, of thanking God for the things that you have, you know, to start there and to start seeing God in those, those little things and to start noticing those and, and begin prayer that way. But definitely to be patient in, with, in all things, but especially with yourself when you're starting to, to really think about having a relationship with God. Because sometimes we want to just zoom to, okay, oh no, I use the word zoom. <laughs> so we go, well, wow, I, I really haven't done anything in my faith. So now I'm going to pray for two hours and I'm going to fast and, you know, and, and, and we kind of try to overdo it. And I would always say, God doesn't want more. God just wants you. So to be comfortable Amen. with who you are, with how, with what you can offer God as yourself. And that, that, that would be the first piece of advice that I would give. And then I guess just in general advice, if I can, you know, I love Francis de Sales and his spirituality. So the, the final quote that I want to share, I think goes very well with our discussion today with um, the storm and, and hope and how do we get through this time. And Francis de Sales tells us, we shall, we shall steer safely through every storm so long as our heart is right our intention fervent, our courage steadfast, and our trust fixed on God. So those are those are my parting words. So our heart is right, intention fervent, courage steadfast, and our trust fixed on God. Thank you, Francis de Sales. Amen. Amen. Yes. And, amen. Yeah. And, amen. Amen. Well, uh, thank you both for being here. This is uh, always an uplifting part of my morning and uh, certainly leaving um, our college students and our um, everyone in prayer that is listening right now. I mean, just just thank you so much for tuning in and uh, being a part of our podcast this morning. Uh, and I, I one quick note, uh, Maggie, I, when I wrote the intro for the book, um, I was the youth minister at St. Francis T. Sales Parish in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. So um, it comes full circle in many ways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, it um, truly does. It comes full circle. <laughs> the Holy Spirit knows what the Holy Spirit is doing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So uh, we are we're so excited um, that, that you've joined us. Uh, pray for the book. Uh, pray for the book. Pray for all of us. And uh, we will pray for you. That is our uh, commitment each and every week. We hope that you'll join us uh, next uh, for our next podcast, which is on uh, Thursday at 6 o'clock p.m. Uh, we're very, very excited um, to to uh, be able to offer that program. And I know that uh, we have uh, one of my childhood uh, radio hosts uh, on the program uh, who uh, is, is awesome. So I'm excited to talk with Bob Charger uh, as well on, on Wednesday, only because um, I, I got to ride uh, down, down in the car uh, in Philadelphia listening to WOGL all the time, and that's where Bob was at the time. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a little bit starstruck uh, and, and honored to have him on the show. But, um, but thank you, Anne. Thank you, Maggie. Uh, it's been an awesome show today. Uh, so stay tuned, everybody, for next week. And, uh, and God bless you all. This has been uh, so much, so much, so much fun today. It has. God bless everybody. We look forward to next time. In the meantime, we'll be praying for you and have an awesome day. Amen. Amen. Thank you. This has been an episode of the Sewing Hope Podcast. Until next time, from all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry and the Sewing Hope Podcast, keep beating to your Catholic heart and sewing hope into broken hearts. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sewing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com.
You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or AndySantis2. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present Hear Your Faith, a brand new audio subscription service that features a growing collection of uplifting Catholic audio choruses, talks, and other exclusive content to help you grow deeper in your faith and knowledge of Catholicism. Subscribe today at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry.